sometimes the best stories in golf aren't found on tour you'll find them at the back of the range and here's your host ben adelberg and welcome to the back of the range i am your host ben adelberg this is episode 283 Hope that everyone had a great Thanksgiving, survived all of the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Cyber Week emails and ads. Um, Not a whole lot of golf being played on TV right now. Unfortunately, Tiger pulled out of the Hero Challenge event, so I guess we will need to wait until the Father-Son, the PNC event, to get a look at Tiger's game. And we'll also, of course, be interesting to see about Charlie Woods and his game and see how it's progressed over the last year. So just a couple quick little housekeeping items for you before we jump into this episode. All of the items in the back of the range collection found at imperialsports.com are still 15% off. Just use coupon code BOTR15 for that deal. Now you've seen Imperial's headwear in the best pro shops in the world. They've been around since 1916. You already have one of their hats in your collection. Here's your opportunity to get one with the, the back of the range logo on it. So don't forget, BOTR15 gets you 15% off. Easiest way to find the collection, just go to thebackoftherange.com. You can see the full merch store and the Imperial collection there. My guest on this episode is Yana Wilson from Henderson, Nevada. She is the reigning United States Girls Junior Amateur Champion. Back in July, she blitzed through the stroke play portion of the championship, and other than a tight match where she won only one up, most of her wins in match play were 5-4 and four and 3-2, and two, which ended up being her margin of victory in the finals against Gianna Clemente. Gianna is only 16 years old, but she possesses the wisdom of a player and competitor well beyond her years. For example, she told me one of the keys to her win in the 2022 Girls Junior was the loss she suffered in the quarterfinals in the 2021 Girls Junior. So who beat her? Well, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but if you follow amateur golf, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. But at 16 years old, she took a failure from the year before and turned it into a learning experience a year later. Now, don't think that this episode is all about, you know, mental focus and one shot at a time and sticking to the prot. No, no, no. We had some fun in this episode. We tackled some serious, serious issues in the world of junior golf, like... Who rocked the best formal wear at the Rolex Tournament of Champions this year? What's the best post-round treat, according to Anna Wilson? And of course, we really dug in deep and talked about the only acceptable flavor of Uncrustables, and that is strawberry, and no, this topic is not open for debate. So we had a lot of fun in this episode, but there's also a lot of great nuggets of information that just about anyone can take and apply to their game. So let's jump into this special episode. Yana, welcome to the back of the range. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm amazing. How are you? I'm I'm good. I think we're both like uh like I've said to the last couple of guests in, in that nice area of the year where we got Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays and kind of being a little bit lazy. What did you do for Thanksgiving? <laughs> how how was Thanksgiving out in uh in Nevada? It, it was good. Um, we kept it really tight this year. It was just my mom and my dad and my cousin and I, and uh, we just ate and then I slept. <laughs> ate and slept. Riveting excitement. Way to kick off the episode. Now, what 
is that pretty much just because of all the travel and just what you're, I mean, your year has been nonstop. So I guess at this point, just you're done. Yeah. I mean, I just come back from a tournament that morning. Of course you did. I think at 3 a.m. <laughs> so I was pretty tired. Um, but we did catch a little bit of football. Uh, that was that was fun. And you guys have the the Raiders now. I get. I mean, I guess. Are you Raiders fans? Or I mean, it's, I always I'm always fascinated by that. Like, if you're a, like a long term fan of a team that moves, okay, you you go with your team. But you just inherited the Raiders. Or are are you a Razor Raiders fan? Um, to be honest, no, I'm not that big of a Raiders fan. My dad has been a Cowboys fan for his whole life, and oh, I've God. kind of taken that over. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry if that causes any problems. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. It's just the, the, the Cowboys have been just for forever have just been i mean they have all they have more money than God and just can't get it done. So like I I feel bad for the fans. It's like, you know, it's like you're you're in. You, 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 I mean, on paper, you have the right team to root for. I mean, they have no right. reason not to get there. But it's like, oh god! No, absolutely. Yeah. No, they're having a pretty good season this year, so it's yes, okay. they are. Yes, they are. Well, you know, that's 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 good. You, you have, um, yeah. But so you, the term you just came back from is actually the Rolex Tournament of Champions. So um, that yes. is always that used to be down by me in South Florida, and I guess they moved that now out to, I believe, San Antonio. Is that is that my, yes? Okay, so. So how is that tournament? Because it's kind of competitive. I know you want to win, but it's also kind of the end of the season kind of farewell party for those that are going to have their last crack at junior golf. Um, how was the tournament? You had a nice, you know, T14, nice finish. But talk to me about the week. The, ter- the week was so much fun. I mean, I got to see all my friends again, and I haven't seen some of them since, like, July, since U.S. Junior. Yeah. Um, so it was really good to catch up. Ter- it was a little bit cold over there. It was rainy and cold. It was Playing around 45 degrees. So it was a little chilly. <laughs> yeah, and it was a little cold than what I'm normally used to, but it was so much fun and I had a blast that week. Yeah, I, I, I stopped by a couple times at PGA National when they had it in Palm Beach Gardens and I was like, this looks like golf camp. Like, this, this doesn't look <laughs> like a golf tournament. I mean, it seems like no. everyone's trying to, how can we get in and play ping pong as quickly as possible? And yes, absolutely. Yeah, I was like, well, why are we even playing golf? Just send everyone down, hang at the pool, play ping pong. Um, and then I just, you know, as, as an old guy watching the, the, the boys try to figure out what, to, like the tuxedo and the tie and the, the jacket combination. I've seen, Yana, I've seen some things, okay? I've seen some <laughs> things that are like, is anyone stopping? The ladies always look very, very nice. Yes. But I've seen some things. God, I remember Cannon Claycomb one year just with, <laughs> there's a whole lot. Who who gets the best and who gets the worst dressed of the boys? Man, this episode has gone a weird direction, but who gets the best <laughs> and worst dressed for the boys at the Rolex Tournament of Champions? Oh, for this year? I know. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, what you know, come on. Oh. Like, who, who Who is... I mean, I haven't really seen anybody that was the worst dressed, okay. but I, I'd say my friends clean up pretty nice. Your so friends, I'm, boy, I'm, I'll tell you what, you're, you're that's a good answer. <laughs> that's, you know, you know, you're being recorded right now. You're pretty smart. <laughs> um, no, that's that's uh, that's fair. But I, I have seen some things, and you'll you'll yeah. There's there's some tuxedo choices that I've seen, and some suit choices that are. I'm not I'm a little not, wild. Yeah. There's see. All right. So, you know, someone you're just, I got to All right. I'll try and get it out of you by the end of the episode, but let's, let's get back to what we actually are here to talk about. We're here to talk about golf. You're here to talk about your great year in 2022. And we, it's a rite of passage. We always talk about how someone gets into the game of golf and 
your junior career is, I mean, when you look at your record and what you've done, and you've won over 100 junior tournaments before turning 14. We'll talk about that in a minute. So when did you start playing golf? I'm guessing it's your dad that put the, put a club in your hand for the first time. Yeah, so I started playing golf when I was around seven years old. Um, you know, he took me out to the course. I've always wanted to go. I've always begged him to go out to the course. And he's like, no, you're going to be too loud. going <laughs> to disrupt other people. Okay. <laughs> but he finally gave in. He finally gave in. And I absolutely loved it, even though I was not good at it at first. Everybody, <laughs> but you, you have uh, you have time. I still see a future. I, I see potential in you. So don't give up. Yeah. Okay. So he gave me a bucket, and I could not hit a ball for like an hour. I was just trying to hit the ball. Couldn't hit it, but I kept trying. And I mean, once I started hitting the ball and I started getting it straighter, I loved it. It's one thing to get into the game and start getting hooked. Do you kind of remember when it got to the point where competition was introduced? Because you can have a great relationship with the game of golf and kind of dip a toe into playing competitively or maybe even not. But when did it really kind of take hold where, okay, I want to go play tournaments. So my dad kind of threw me in a competition right away just so I'd be ready. Even though I wasn't very good, he believed that, you know, if you keep getting beat, I guess you're going to get better and you're going to learn from your mistakes quicker. So I kind of got thrown in a competition really fast, but it really started to peak for me when I was about nine years old. I was playing in the U.S. Kids World Championships down at Piners, and I almost won that year. It was actually my very first big tournament sure. that I've ever played, and uh, that kind of just changed my whole outlook for me on competitive golf there. So you kind of get the the kind of the bug kind of bites you there. You kind of see, okay, this is what I want to do. Now, again, it's a lot of trying to figure out if, if this is what I want to do and a lot of defeat, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of kind of getting beat because right. that's just the way this game is. Um, yeah. How did you, I mean, I still just find it kind of fascinating. How do you work through that to get to the point where you're, you are finding all this success? Do you, I mean, what was your first trophy that you won? What was your first tournament that you won? My first tournament that I've won. So my first, my first trophy wasn't even actually from a tournament. My dad gave it to me when I was seven. He's uh, actually, I'm looking at it right now. It said hard practice summer 2000. What is it? 2014. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait, no, I love this. So your dad gave you a trophy for the summer because of all the work you put in. Yeah. Hard practice. That's awesome. My first. Yeah. So that was my first trophy. My first win uh, was just a small local tournament in Nevada, U.S. Kids. And um, I remember there was this girl that I could never beat. And I think I shot a 37, and she might have shot like 38, but I could never beat her. And I finally won that day, and I was super happy because I know all the hard work that I put in paid off. Now, now, Yana, it's, it's, we talked about this earlier before recording. The last episode on this podcast was Latana Stone, and now I'm talking to Yana Wilson. I'm not sure how that happened. But in <laughs> Latana's episode, when she was at that age, she really didn't care a whole lot. I mean, she was basically in it because if she won the tournament, she got, like, gift cards to Smoothie King. So it was all oh. about the dessert or the smoothie or the ice cream afterwards. What what was your go to? I'm sure you have some sort of a similar story. I mean, what are the most what are the fond memories after some of these tournaments with your with your dad? Um, so when I would win like the local tournaments in Nevada, um, he would always my mom and him would always take me out to Korean barbecue. 
So we would always go out and eat that. Uh, I was never really big of a sweet tooth person, but I love okay. to eat. So all right, we've gone from smoothie king to Korean barbecue. All right, those are. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had those two things in the same sentence on an episode at the back of the range yet. So there's a first time for everything. That's okay. Um, yeah. So. The one thing I noticed, I was just watching some of the highlights from the from the U.S. Junior this summer, and with your swing, I don't talk a whole lot about golf swing on this podcast because it's kind of a very subjective topic. Someone, one listener in New York could have one idea of what I'm describing, but someone in California could have a completely other, so I try not to talk about swing, but yeah. I feel like I can talk about yours because it doesn't look rushed at all. It's fluid. It's unhurried. There doesn't seem to be any stress in your swing. And yeah, that's great when you get to be 16, 17, even older. But it looks like your swing as a kid, you would always want to hit it further, always want to hit it harder. And I don't get that sense from your swing at all. Who works with you on your game? And is it kind of a conscious thought to maintain your your balance, your posture, your tempo, despite the fact that obviously just like everyone else, you want to hit it further all the time. The person that works on me with that is my dad. He, We've always been really big on tempo. And I honestly believe that my whole game is based off of my tempo and like how I'm kind of moving that day. Sure. Um, so I've, we've always worked on that. We've always worked on, you know, meditation and using the metronome too, whenever I'm putting and hitting shots. Um, so yeah, I guess he's just, Help me with that a lot, and tempo is probably my biggest secret. Well, not anymore. I mean, everyone, now everyone knows now. Are we ruined? No, no, but I'm like, <laughs> but I wanted to ask you that because, like I said, that's something that, like, yeah, you focus on your tempo maybe when you don't have to worry about getting more distance, but it sounds to me that that has been rule number one probably since you started. Like, we're, it, it just looks like that has been ingrained in you. Like, we're going to have good tempo, and the distance will come later. Right. Absolutely. So I actually noticed when I, cause as a kid, I actually used to try to swing as hard as possible, yeah. but I noticed that the ball didn't go as far as when I tried to just swing it smooth and had have good fundamentals and just keep my mm-hmm. tempo the same. So I always tried to swing 80% uh, on my driver and about 75% on my irons. Cause you get cleaner hit. Yeah. Cleaner hit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. And, and it's just, it's it, everyone, you kind of, you kind of know that, but then also you think to yourself, you know, if I just play this back of my stance a little bit and then I can flip my hands and I can get this and that, but still at the end of the day, what's it really doing for you? Right. Absolutely. So we don't talk a lot about high school golf. For some reason, junior golf is, is tied into invitationals and AJGA events and, and, you know, yes. obviously you're, but talk. I gotta. I gotta ask you what. What is going on at Coronado High School? I mean, um, what's so happening? Yeah, what's happening there? I did not play high school golf this year, so I'm not sure what is happening now. But you know, before our team was absolutely stacked. You know, yeah. I think maybe four out of five of the girls or six of the girls were playing AJGA events. They were winning AJGA events, and we were absolutely stacked honestly i think we were probably the best high school team in the nation i'm not even going to lie to you right now <laughs> 2021 regional and state champions in nevada and i think four of you were at the us junior this year that you won i mean so joe sawaya is the coach of the boys and the girls team i i don't think i've ever seen that i mean like i said normally with junior golf we're not talking about what happens at high school but but I know you're not going to play it this year. You're going to be, uh, you, you were, I know you didn't play it this year and you're not going to play it next year. But what was that year like just 
being in that team environment for the entire year. It was awesome. We had probably one of the best team chemistry I've like ever been involved in. And, um, you know, I, I think most of the girls are going D1 um, or to an Ivy League. And one of my friends are going to an Ivy League school. So that's really awesome. But just being in that environment and all of us supporting each other with everything that we do, I think is amazing. Uh, we really had no drama that year. So that was great because <laughs> normally <laughs> with teams, you get a lot of drama, but that wasn't us. Um, we just had a lot of fun. And I'm, I was happy to be a part of that team. Those other teams just had no chance. I mean, that had to be pretty demoralizing. <laughs> You're just showing up and it's just like, all right, well, second place yeah. is always fun. So yeah, it almost wasn't fair, but <laughs> well, it was great. It happens. Um, yeah. Well, this year was, uh, I mean, it started off by you winning the Annika. You know, that gets you an that gets you an exemption into um, into the Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions. And I guess that's we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But I'm guessing that's kind of your first taste of what a pro event would probably look like. But at the Annika, you you beat Anna Davis, who goes on to win the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Um, normally, it's not nice to hole out twice in one round against someone. <laughs> especially yeah. especially in in a sudden death playoff I, I, do you two talk anymore or is that just pretty much was that pretty much the end of that oh no absolutely we're we're really good friends <laughs> we're really good friends Anna and i have been battling it out going back and forth since we were about 11 i used to play in uh southern california a lot so um we'd go head to head a couple times over there but honestly yeah that was that was a good tournament and <laughs> obviously because and i i don't know i just it's a great whole lot to remember. Two of them. Yeah. Great two whole lots to remember. Now, was it, was it three eagles in the last round and just one of them wasn't a whole out? Yeah. Uh, oh, three eagles. I made a 30-footer yeah. on one of the par fives. I think it was like hole 12 or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, well, you know, she had a good year, too. So, at least she she, bounced, she had a great year. Yeah. At least at least bouncing back and winning at Augusta. So that, that helps. That, that helps. Out. Now, when you went to this Grand Vacations, this Tournament of Champions, this is really like the first – I guess it's like the first pro event. I know you won the gross amateur division. You weren't playing as a professional, but this was kind of like your first, was this kind of like your first taste of what it would be like inside the ropes? Yeah, it was, it was definitely my first taste and kind of first experience of um, kind of what it was like, you know, we showed up early that morning. I had an early tea time, I think the first day and I showed up, everybody was out on the range, warming up, practicing, and it, they treated you so well over there. So that was really awesome just to be a part of that. And did you play as, cause this is like a pro-am. So were you as like, right. were you like listed as like the celebrity and then you had people that were trying that, that played with you or were you, who were you playing with? So I was playing with a couple of the celebrities. Um, I was listed as an amateur because they had like an amateur portion in the field right. and they had a pro portion and then the uh, celebrity. So amateur playing with the celebrities and a professional. So I played with Alem Kim, okay. but I also got to play with people like Darren Williams. I played with Mark DeRosa, who was a baseball player. And yeah. um, well, Ben Higgins. <laughs> ben Higgins. So, yeah, I think he was... I forgot what show it was. It was a reality TV show. I don't really watch reality TV, so I'm not sure. That's good. That's the best thing I've heard <laughs> in this episode so far. Proud of you. Don't listen to that stuff. It's like, you know, it's it's like 
It's like candy for the brain. It's no good. Don't listen. Oh, he's on The <laughs> yeah. Bachelorette. That doesn't even yeah, count. That's that even, one. doesn't even count as TV. All right, so moving on. <laughs> what is it like when you go play in some of these tournaments? I'm sure this is this is not the first time you've been around someone that doesn't know what to expect from you. Like They just look, oh, there's a girl partnered up. Oh, we got to play with this girl. I mean, I'm sure that happens to you numerous times, but what were some of the looks and compliments that you were getting from some of these players that are professional athletes or former professional athletes, and all of a sudden they're they're getting taken to school by, you know, a 15-year-old girl? Young, oh, that was young actually... lady, I apologize. Young lady, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you were good. Um, it was actually really cool just to be out there and play with them and kind of show them what I got a little bit. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they had really no idea who I was, but <laughs> it was actually kind of cool. Cause I think after the second round I shot, I fired a one under um, at the, like right after. No. Yeah. I fired a one under on the second day and I walked into the hotel lobby and everybody was like pointing at me and like looking at me. And it was like a lot of the celebrities were there. Uh-huh. Uh, Marty fish was there. Tennis player. Yeah. See Marty. It was kind of crazy. Marty and they're like, Oh, yeah, he can play. But they were like, oh, my God, you're the girl who shot one under. And it was like all the celebrities were down there at the bar. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. But that was really cool. Um, and then after I won the tournament, of course, uh, got a congrats from Danielle King. So that was really cool. That's also a, another Vegas girl. So. Well, you know, got to represent. That's a, that's a nice uh, – <laughs> that's a pretty nice day. Now, you win the gross amateur division, and this is kind of your first real taste. And I, I guess – now you played a Epson tour, Epson tour event in, in May. This is after the the Augusta National Women's Amateur. This is later on in the year. Um, yeah. That had to be a drastic change going from Hilton Grand down to the Epson tour. Yeah, it was still a really good experience for me though. I got uh, the sponsor's invite actually through Annika. She, uh, her foundation, I think, recommended me to um, the person that was kind of running the tournament manager like the tournament director because they were looking sure. for an amateur to put in the field so they reached out to the Annika foundation and they recommended me but i think that was probably one of the best experiences for me and actually led me to win the u.s junior okay because of that tournament i think all right well let's let's follow up on that i mean this is kind of the closest thing you've been to that gives you the reality of professional life you know i think that a day-to-day you know the day-to-day is closer to what the epson tour looks like than it was maybe a you know the hilton grand so right what about what about that week led you to find success at the at the u.s junior so i played with uh a couple of good professionals i i I'm terrible with names, so I don't remember their name. But I remember the, the way that they played their golf, and it was just totally different from what how juniors would play or amateurs would play. You know, they're so consistent. All they focus on is hitting fairways and hitting their greens. And, you know, obviously, seriously, um, just kind of going through that whole process. So I kind of took that on with me. And, I, I, you know, during the whole week at the junior and even Wyndham Cup before that, I was just trying to hit fairways and hit greens and just play for par. Because okay. I know in match play, um, that's very important to play for par and not make big mistakes. So, so what you're saying basically is that instead of focusing on the result and what might happen and winning or making birdies, you're taking all that out of play and you're just saying, I, I can't get to where I want to be until I hit the fairway and I can't then I still need to hit the green. So you're just basically reducing every hole 
that's you know not a part three, obviously. You're reducing it to just basically two tasks, fairway and green. Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of just breaking down my game into little pieces. And, you know, if I just complete one task at a time, I think it'll all add up into something great. Oh, that's a pretty good approach. So yeah. you mentioned now, let's talk a little bit about Augusta National Women's Amateur before we get into talking about this summer and, and how the success that you found at the Epson Tour event, the uh, the Inova Mission and Result and Club Championship. Um, this is not your first trip to Augusta National. You've, you've won drive, chip, and putt twice. You've been there. You've seen it. Um, but it's your first time playing in the tournament. Right. And this is, I mean, it seems to me that this is probably one of the harder tournaments of the year, not so much because of the golf course, even though Champions Retreat is so challenging, but just all the extra noise that goes on around it. I mean, how, how difficult was that for you to deal with? Um, honestly, I feel like I didn't approach the tournament very well. I kind of came in with the thought of just winning. Like I, I, you know, obviously everybody wants to win that championship, but I was more so focused on not the process, but like just the trophy and just everything that comes with that. And, you know, I didn't stick to my game plan. I didn't stick to my process really then. So I, I think I just approached it the wrong way this year, but I'm glad that I get a chance to try again next year and come in with a bit of a different mindset. Yeah. Cause you know, you win us junior gets you an exemption and you know, you have a, a, a few more months to go before it's time to head back to Augusta, but you're obviously going to go grow stronger mentally. You're going to grow stronger physically between now and then. Yes. But yeah, it's gotta be hard. Cause there's so many distractions with that tournament. Like it just seems just from the outside looking in, you have the two you have the two rounds of champions then you go to a practice round at Augusta National and just everything is kind of rush 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 and it's it's just different than the normal routine of what you experience tournament golf uh, or what your experience with term, tournament golf is yeah absolutely i mean that week was honestly so rushed and i i wish i did take it a little bit more slower and um you know yeah we barely had any practice at champions retreat so that was pretty tough but um Beans is a it's it's a beast and you've got to play it a certain way and i just did not play it that way (laughs) that i should have so and then we had the rain the rain delay we had all sorts of stuff going on with that oh yeah i totally forgot about the rain delay it was it was it was raining a lot that week yeah that was uh that was definitely definitely a tough one now um let's talk a little bit about this u.s junior you go in it's it's at old stone and bowling green and we talked earlier about your start in the game and really kind of getting, you know, beat up at an early age to the point of like, all right, I, I don't want to do this. I want to keep winning and, and I want to get right. that taste of winning. Um, you said that one of your keys to winning this year was a really tough loss last year when you lost to Rose in the quarters. Yes. <laughs> and it's really interesting for someone at, uh, at such a young age to recognize the importance of a failure and you know you lost five and four actually really the front nine you guys were pretty solid i think you both were maybe like one or two over par you both had yeah. a you both had a had a kind of a blow up on a, on a par three but other yeah. than that it was pretty solid and then there was just a string of bogeys that just kind of set you back but you, like i said you talk about this match and what it did for you this year to help you win is it the match is it the relationship with with rose zang talk to me a little bit about maybe where things started then and where they are now. 
So I think it was both of those things. So I actually uh, met Rose in person at the U.S. Junior, but we've, we have the same trainer, so we know each other through there. But I went up to her and I introduced myself right before our match, um, actually at breakfast that day. And, um, you know, she went on to go ahead and beat me. And obviously I was very upset about it. But I took that opportunity to kind of learn and I watched her the next day. I watched her play in the finals and I watched her win. Yeah. And obviously that was a really amazing thing for her to do. But I took that with me and I pushed myself even harder. And I kind of got a taste of what it was like to see somebody else do it and see how they win. So I noticed over whenever she was playing that she stuck to her process. She didn't focus too big on the result. Like I was talking to her because there was a rain delay, I think on the back nine of the second 18 and I talked to her a little bit I was like hey Rose you're about to win like how do you feel like I'm not even focused on winning right now she's like it's not over yet the match is not over yet I'm not even focused on winning and she really just didn't even think about winning even though she was maybe like seven up at that point I don't know how many up she was she was up by a lot but yeah she was up by a lot and she just wasn't really focused on winning and i was like hmm, that's interesting because i know if i were in that situation i was 14 at the time right i knew if i was in that situation i'd be like already focused you're on the planning on your speech you're planning your speech <laughs> absolutely but that was just the young immature me and i kind of took that lesson on with rose and uh kind of learned from that a lot Boy, I gotta tell you, if you need like a summer internship, I mean, I I need someone to go up to people during rain delays and ask them what it's like to win a tournament they haven't won yet. This is great. You could you could be the bad person. You you'll get the you could be the I could be just hey, I didn't I don't know what she's doing. She's asking questions. I don't, that's perfect. Um, well, but yeah, and and so you see that, and I guess by watching her the next day, you're kind of saying, you know, I, I'm not trying to put a you know, thought in your head, but are you kind of looking at her and saying, okay, that that's where I want to go. That could have been me. That That is going to be me someday. Didn't know it was going to be that the following year, but that's going to be me. Does Rose Zhang do anything out of the ordinary, or is it just that she stays in this really, really focused lane and lets other people make mistakes? Like, what do you see about her game that you're like, all right, I can do that? Yeah, so I think the biggest part about her game is just her consistency, and it obviously shows because what she does every single day, is it's always the same. She has a routine, she sticks to it, and that follows through in her golf game. And she's very consistent with her shots, she's consistent with her practice, consistent with her mental, everything like that. So I really admire her for that, and um, it kind of hit me. I knew I was going to win the USGA Girls Junior. I just I knew it, even that year in 2021, I knew I was going to win it. I just didn't know when it was going to be. But I knew I had that drive in me. I was like, okay, I'm going to win this championship. I think it was whenever she got her trophy um, and was, like, signing all the autographs. And I was like, I turned to my dad. I was like, dad, I'm going to win this championship. Like, wow. you just watch me. I was like, you're going to watch me win this championship. And actually, a week before I won the U.S. Junior, I was playing Wyndham Cup. And my friends and I were talking about the U.S. Junior. Um, Mahan, he's playing at – he's going to USC, I think, in 2023. Okay. But um, – I told him, I was like, Mahant, I'm going to win the U.S. Junior. And he was like, that's like 10 days away. Like, how do, you, how do you know? And I was like, I could literally bet you 20 bucks that I will win the U.S. Junior. All right. Gambling's <laughs> illegal here at the back of the range, but okay, that's fine. All right. So pretend I'm meeting you for the first time, Yana. This sounds like it's really arrogant, 
but it's not. It's just confidence. So can is it just because you've done the preparation? Like what leads you to believe that? Um, I honestly just had the confidence that week, and okay. I my ball striking was just really good at the week prior at Wyndham Cup. I was winning matches. I was actually undefeated at Wyndham Cup, but I was winning my matches. My putting was good. My ball striking was good. I was driving it well. So I just kind of had this feeling. I was like, okay, maybe this is the year that I'll actually win U.S. Junior. But when I showed up at the tournament, my mindset wasn't really that, but I just felt very confident in my game right. and what I had. And yeah, at the time I was just kind of talking, but when I got closer to like the championship, I got humble. <laughs> <laughs> Once you got there, you're like, all right, I've been talking a lot of smack. I might need to back this stuff up pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, I need uh, to pipe down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, you got to rec- Hey, Alicia, right now, I think we're, we're missing uh, a, a key part of, 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 of Team Wilson here at the U.S. Junior. Um, let's talk about uh, Tate Hanks. So you you get this. Why are we laughing? What's happening right now? Uh, right, <laughs> nothing, so, nothing. Okay, so you, you thought I was gonna like talk about your dad or a swing coach or someone like oh I don't know maybe a U.S. Senior Open champion. No, we're gonna go to to the true mastermind, the true person behind the behind the curtain, Tate Hanks. This is your caddy at the the U.S. Junior who um, you know helped you and, and lead you to, to victory. Uh, this is a really interesting story about how you get paired up with Tate. Really, um, you kind of went through a couple caddies trying to find the right person, but this is just kind of a, a friend of a caddy of a friend. This is like, yeah. like okay, so you get Tate on the bag. First, just describe just the, the interaction between you both. So I got Tate on the bag, and then just immediately when I met him, we kind of just had like a bond I, I don't remember what we bonded over at first but i think it was probably food because that's food? yeah no we, we bonded over food we okay. bonded over food that was the very first thing we bonded over and then it kind of just grew from there but i met him on the very first day of my tournament and i didn't want it to be awkward so he, I, my dad actually told me right after the first day he was like you know what tate did he came up to me and he's like what do i what do i do and he was like just talk to her about Random stuff like food and stuff. What do I do? And so that's well, what we did. Yeah. Pick, pick up the bag. That's the first thing. That's, I mean, <laughs> okay, so what do I do with – all right, perfect. So you guys are – So and, and Tate's like what, like 2021? 20, He's a local local friend of a friend just kind of hanging around. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of – yeah, because you both are trying to figure out, like, are we going to be spending five hours together? How do we, like, start? <laughs> Yeah, we were just not trying to keep it awkward and just keep it fun at all times. And I actually played really well that day. And I think with him never really watching me play golf, and then he, like, I shot four under that day. And I think he's never, I don't think he's ever saw somebody shoot four under, but he was kind of shocked that I was actually, like, decent. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Because he thought I was somebody random, completely random. Right, okay. But I think... Yeah, he was kind of shocked that I actually kind of didn't realize that he was, you know, playing yeah. God. So he kind of hit the lottery with who he's catting for in the U.S. Junior didn't know it yet. <laughs> in a way, but he's he really helped me shoot that four under, I think, just keeping my mind not all focused on golf and just having fun with me. I think that was the big key. So I, I don't know what your official handicap is. Let's just let's just say it's a plus two or something. I don't know. What 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 is Tate's? What does Tate play to? Like is is he very knowledgeable of the course or or, or are we just is he just So I've actually never seen him play golf. Okay. And we're we we're we're, as, we're assuming that he plays golf. <laughs> oh no, he does he absolutely does not play golf. Like, um That's great. No, I mean he plays golf. He plays some rounds with like his 
his parents, but it's nothing serious. Okay. Um, I don't even know if he keeps score. I'm, I'm assuming he does. We, we didn't really go over that much, but we were not talking about golf at all. I, I have actually, I have no idea what his game is like. Okay, so we're basically just talking about Korean barbecue and anything other than golf. <laughs> yeah, we were actually talking about Uncrustables, too, because they had them out that week, and they were all free, and I took, like, six around. Insane. How uh, are, are you? Are you a strawberry or a grape? And just remember, this is being recorded. Uh, strawberry. Okay, cool. All right. See, I knew we were on yeah. the same. I knew we were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're, we're good. Okay, yeah, because the, the, <laughs> the grape. I don't, I don't. Those people confuse me. I don't know what to say about that. So, um, yeah, I agree. You faced uh, Gianna Clemente in the final. Uh, really, you kind of ran through. I mean, I think you finished third or fourth in the stroke play portion. I think you had one match that finished one up, but everything else was three and two. You know, four and three. You, yes. you you play in this thirty six hole final with Gianna Clemente, and you know this is not unusual in USGA events. Once you get to the level that you're at, especially at the junior level, you're gonna run into a friend, you're gonna play against a, a familiar face. And how difficult was it? And I guess I mean not specific just to Gianna, but how difficult is it for you to play against friends? Um. I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest, it's not that difficult, okay. mainly because I have a drive just to win. And also, uh, Wyndham Cup the week before that, we were on opposite teams. So I was on West and she was on East. And we kind of just had that rivalry still coming in from that week. And so it was basically just like an East versus West match and right. uh, kind of just treated it like that. So honestly, it wasn't really hard. I was just, I mean, I was just trying to do my best, hit the shots and wasn't really too focused on winning. Um, but I just trusted the process and the results came out how it did. And yeah. Now, did you hear from, did you hear from Rose Zhang after you won or, or have you guys actually maintained a relationship or is it just, you know, that experience from last year? No. Yeah. She texted me congrats actually right after I won. Um, she DM'd me and she was like, congratulations. I'm so proud of you. And, um, it was, it was really cool. I think it was one of the best things that has ever happened because I didn't I mean I she's a great person but honestly she's a very busy person I know so I didn't really expect that from her sure um but yeah she dm'd me and she was a great job so that was really cool of her now where is you know one of the great things you get obviously you get to play in the U.S. Women's Open next year at Pebble Beach by the way which you're, right. you're, you're bringing Tate aren't you I am bringing Tate. That's so, I mean, oh my gosh, how many Uncrustables are you guys going to go through on that one? Um, oh, too many. Yeah, Uncrustables are good. Now, you've got to put them in the freezer. That's one little thing. You just throw them in the freezer. They're a lot better when they're ice cold. But that's, obviously, you can't control right. that on the golf course. But um, <laughs> So you got U.S. Women's Open. You have all these great experiences. But one of the things you do get, obviously, is you get to keep that trophy for a year. Yeah. Are you looking at the trophy right now? I am not. The trophy is downstairs. Um I don't really know how to explain it, but it's like on its own little table, I guess, uh -huh. <laughs> by the TV. So makes sense. Uh, where has yeah. where has the trophy been uh, as far as taking it to, to people or, or showing it around? Where give me give me a fun story about what about the trophy? Honestly, I think I need to show it off a little bit more. See? I mean, I took it. <laughs> I took it to my home course right after I won, maybe like the week after I won, and. Okay. Um, I showed it to them and we had like a big gathering, a great party. They threw me a party. It was a surprise party. I had no idea that it was happening. I was like, why are we going to the course at this time? And I was like in the afternoon because I was practicing in the mornings. Right. I was like, why are we going to the course now? So I was confused. Um, 
Yeah, we brought the trophy there, and everybody was there, all the members, and that was really cool. Um, but that is actually the – I think that is the only place where we've actually taken the trophy. But I think I need to bring it around with me more because I only have it for a year. Uh, you got you to gotta give it back in June. I mean, have you taken it to any Korean barbecue restaurants? That would be the first thing I would think about doing. Man, well, I did not. <laughs> I did not. I should, though. I, I probably will. I'll probably take it with me play, uh kind of everywhere now i mean this, <laughs> this is, well i mean this is like a real this is an opportunity to, to get, kind of give it a tour take it around take it to places that the trophy i mean think of the trophy the trophy probably hasn't been to a lot of these places so you need to take the trophy to some uh, some special places um <laughs> so i don't expect you to give me an answer here but you've seen a lot of different experience you have a lot of different experiences this year you've obviously you know, you've seen rose uh, at the curtis cup this year you saw anna win at augusta national women's amateur you saw all sorts of professionals at, uh, at the Epson. And, you know, there's the whole, do I turn pro? Do I go to college? You see, you know, Anna Davis just committed to Auburn. Not going to ask you to make it to, to tell me what you're doing, because that's something you got to make with your family. But what are some of the pros and the cons that you've kind of seen throughout the year, just being on these stages and following some of these players that you've looked up to? Does, does something look more enticing or more, wow, that's not what I thought it was going to be? Or do you, you know, have you had much time to think about things like that? Yeah, so I've always wanted to go pro. Ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted to go pro right out of high school. But right. I think the thing that is kind of, I guess, not really, it's kind of drawing me to college is probably um, just the team camaraderie of, like, everything. I know Rose Zhang went to college when everybody really expected her right. to go pro. Yeah, so that was interesting i really expected her to go pro but she did go to college and I, she loves it there at stanford so yeah um i guess that is kind of pulling me and the new nil thing i think that's awesome yeah i um, do too <laughs> yeah it's it's a great opportunity for college athletes to start making money so um i guess those are the two things that are really drawing me to college more but i'm not 100 percent sure where i want to go yet um still kind of making that decision with my family and I guess, I don't know. I'll, I'll decide when. No, I'm, I'm not asking. Yeah, yeah, no, I wasn't asking no, no, for yeah. an answer. I just was curious. Like, you've seen so much. You've seen, like, when I think of the Epson tour, that yeah. is probably closer to the reality of what the day to day experience looks like for even for LPGA tour players than a Wyndham Cup, a hilton um tournament of champions a u.s yeah. junior you're you're playing some of these amateur tournaments that are the top top level in fact i talk to amateurs all the time that say you never get treated better than you do in college and amateur golf even even professionals are saying like i don't even get close to treated the way i did when i was an amateur absolutely so obviously you have a lot of great things that you're going to be looking forward to next year um, you're going to go play uh, Anwa again. You're going to go defend at the uh, at the junior amateur, at the U.S. Girls Junior. I'm sorry, um, but U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, the U.S. Women's Open Pebble Beach. I know that um, when someone asks you immediately after you win the U.S. Girls Junior, the the go to answer is I can't even think straight. I have a big trophy in my lap. I can't even imagine now. You know why are you asking me about Pebble Beach? You think I, I can't even handle that this trophy right now? Why are you asking me about Pebble Beach? You've had a little bit of time. Does it yeah. now? Okay, give me the better answer of what you think of the fact that you're going to be the U.S. Junior Amateur Champion at Pebble Beach. I, I honestly hard to describe, but I think it's awesome. You know, I won my 
country's national junior tournament and yeah. I got to go represent that at Pebble Beach and I got to play with the best players in the world and people that really deserve to be there so um and I'm really excited that it's also the year of returning of past champions so I think that's also really awesome that I actually got to be there for that who do you want to meet the most that week now I know you're, you're gonna you're gonna see the the Vegas girls and you're gonna see some some friendly faces and familiar faces but if you had just like who would you really like to make sure that you got to meet that week um it's hard to think. Yeah, because you've met Annika Sornstam. I met... was going to say Annika. Yeah, <laughs> that's not going to... I mean, but I've already met her, so honestly... I don't know if she's going to be there, but two ladies that you should try and meet are Carol Semple Thompson or Joanne Carter. All right. Yeah, Carol Semple Thompson's only played in 150 USGA championships. That's insane. <laughs> And and jo- yeah, yeah, 100, only 150. I think she's a nine-time Curtis Cupper, twelve wow. time. I think twelve time. I think it's twelve. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that is insane. So work hard. Absolutely, you, you got to work hard if you want to play in 150 more USJ championships. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So, Yana, I appreciate you joining me on this episode of the Back of the Range. I know we've been trying to get this done. But we've had a busy schedule of uh, eating turkey dinners and doing nothing, and which is what we should be doing during the holidays. So, so enjoy the rest of the holiday season. Congrats on your uh, success this year, and uh, and do it again next year. I appreciate you stopping by the back of the ranch. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. And there you have it. Special thanks to my guest, Yana Wilson, for joining me on this episode here at the Back of the Range. Don't forget, every episode is available at thebackoftherange.com. That's where you can find your merch. That's where you can find the Back of the Range collection at imperialsports.com. And also make sure you're following on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here at the Back of the Range.